Innovate with Adele presents Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show exploring the challenges executives and business owners face in the workplace and how tapping into personal purpose and vision can bring the change most needed now. Adele DeMarco is an executive leadership coach and consultant with 20 years experience coaching leaders and teams from over 100 organizations. She builds on a background in neuroscience, anthropology, and organizational behavior and brings her decades of studying and applying the science and universal laws of success. Now, here's your hosts, Adele DeMarco and Myra Rosario. Hello, hello, welcome. Happy day to you. My name is Adele DeMarco, and I am delighted to be here along with my very special co-host, dear friend and fellow innovator, Myra Rosario. Hello, I am so happy and thrilled to be here. This is my favorite day of the week. Thank you, Adele. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, we love we love being here. I love that you're here with me, Myra. It makes I especially it more fun. love that we're making a difference in the workplace. Thank you. Such a good point. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And we're going to talk, of course, more about that today because welcome to our show, Leading Through Your Heart, where we focus on innovating your workplace. Yes. By leading through the heart and, as we're going to talk about today, leading from your genius. So, again, we are so grateful you are listening in. This week's episode, in this week's episode, we continue the conversation and exploration of this idea of leading from your genius. Now, a quick reminder for those of you who've heard this before, or if this is your first time listening in, Yinnovate is a process. It's a process that teaches the how to re- connect with and lead through your heart to re-engage the creative genius we are all born with. Yes. And the creative genius that still lives inside us. And ideally, not just re-engage that creative genius, but to live on a daily basis through your heart, accessing your highest intelligence. And highest intelligence is just another term for genius, right? We use those two terms interchangeably, highest intelligence and genius. Now, we're building on the research from NASA, right? We've talked about this the last two episodes, and we're repeating it because we think this research is literally groundbreaking. It really is. It's information that we should, as a society, yes. all be aware of. Yes. It's been very life-transforming for me. Yes. Yes. You going to share? Yeah. So again, I'm going to read this research again. In a longitudinal test of creative potential, a NASA study found that of 1,600 four- and five-year-olds, okay, 1,600 four- and five-year-olds, of those four and five-year-olds scored at a creative genius level. 98%. Let's just take a moment and think about what this implies. Adela, it just takes my breath every single time when you think one through five-year-olds having a 98% in a way pure access, like we're, we're just our purest self. You know, and just, you know, it's just unbelievable, just 98%. Right. I mean, and we know in that 2% is probably just the error of the testing itself. So, what I mean, the meaning I make of this, that four and five year olds, when tested for creative potential, right, 1600 of them, that's a very good, in the world of research, that is a good sample size. That is a good sample size. 98% score at Creative Genius. What that says to me is 
we are all born genius yes at a genius level of mm-hmm. creative potential right and and we five years later the study this is a longitudinal study right five years later only 30 percent of that same group of children scored at that same level only so it went from 98 percent to 30 percent mm-hmm. right and we're not going to focus on this point that the article i found this in makes but what they attribute that decrease in expression of creative genius is our education system. And that's not what we're here to talk about today. Mm-hmm. What we're here to talk about, and, and really I quickly. I mean, really to highlight that we all have that creative genius inside us. That's the point, that we all have this creative genius inside us. And that's the point of Yinnovate is to help us re access reconnect with mm-hmm. rebuild ourselves revive revive ourselves it's a revival it's a revival a revival of yes. the genius yes. in us all yes through innovating yes right to reconnect with that and so now again we're building on that for our episode this week right this show is about leading through your heart specifically to innovate your workplace Right, because we all invest so much of our lives at work. Right? Now, Myra, I wanted to reshare the story today. You've heard the story before, but I wanted to tell it again, right? Of of how I came to be where I am today, part of it. You know, I changed the career trajectory I was on in my twenties, right? I when I moved to Cleveland, Ohio to go to Case Western Reserve University, one of my alma maters. <laughs> um and I came here to with the with the vision of going to medical school and I I was going to actually get my PhD and my MD. I was a very ambitious young 20 yeah. <laughs> something year old. I was in my early 20s. And anyhow on that journey I realized medical school wasn't for me and that I really liked working with teams of people. Now at 26 I was hired by an amazing trailblazing physician mm-hmm. and I was hired to help start an international pediatric clinic and what I learned from that experience is that I was really good at startups and and then when you're in a large organization uh, it's referred to as being an intrapreneur, right? Versus an entrepreneur where you started. Intrapreneur? An intrapreneur. That's somebody, that's somebody who starts things inside large institutions. Oh. It's different, it's different than, cause you have resources and it's different than being an entrepreneur, but the startup energy is the same. And anyhow, in that experience, I learned that I was great at, at managing teams. I, um, and that's what led me to go to business school. And, in business school, I discovered the field of organizational behavior mm-hmm. and organizational development. And I just fell in love with it. I mean, it was literally one of those moments where I felt like, you know, those images where the clouds part and like this beam of what? sunlight comes, exactly comes through. A moment of light. A moment of Thank light. <laughs> and I was like, this is my path. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I realized... I think what was so powerful for me is I realized that there was such an opportunity to make an impact with people in the workplace. Right. Right. It's such an opportunity to make a positive difference for people because we spend, we not spend, I want to say invest. We are not victims here. We invest so much of our lives in the workplace. Right. It's an Amazing. The workplace is an amazing opportunity for us to develop our greatness, to tap into our genius, to bring out the absolute best of who we truly are and who we are truly called to be. 
And this is relevant for all levels in a company and organization to be the best you can be, whether you're the boss, whether you're the owner, whether you're a manager, whether you're an employee, a team member, a team lead. When we tap into our greatness, coming from our genius, leading through our hearts, everyone wins. Right. Right. The company benefits, the employees benefit, whatever, whatever they're serving benefits, everyone wins. Right. So tying back into the idea of genius, again, innovating is the process that helps us reclaim our genius, right? To help us rewire ourselves such that our genius is the natural leader in our life as it was meant to be, right? And we believe that innovating your workplace is a both and where all team members learn to lead from their genius by, again, tapping into their hearts and that helps them and when, when they're helped and they're leading from their genius, the company, the organization, everyone benefits, right? And, and Myra, you know this. You know the innovation process benefits, right, from, from given the work that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the innovate, it, it's the work that is done for me personally as a leader and my business in media and television and in radio and advertising and building teams for corporations, you know, project coordinators being a leader that is coming from heart through this innovation process has really just accessed you know and my my team is so creative right now i mean they feel appreciated by me because this innovate process has made me a stronger leader it has really helped me to not only tap into my own creative genius but to teach others how to do it and we just my you know for me my life has been so satisfying um, just not for work, but you know, financially and and the stability and structure that it creates for my business, it's it's transforming. It's life transforming. <laughs> you know, wow. so, yeah, mm. it's been amazing. I'm so grateful. Yeah, and and that's why I'm so grateful to be here, just to even share and let other leaders know that this is here and and to support you and what you're doing. Thank you for everyone in the workplace. I mean, you're uh, we spend what over 60 to 80 percent of our time in some work related activity yeah right yeah yeah so i'm so i'm so grateful to hear that myra it literally makes my heart sing (laughs) such a blessing and speaking of a win-win right we're we're (laughs) we're i we're leading from our genius we are um and actually on that note would you be open oh are you setting me up Yes. Oh. Would you be open to me well, I think asking t- the questions today about what it takes to lead from your genius? Would you be open to that? Yeah, absolutely. But we have to take a break first. Okay. First. Okay. okay. Right. We take our commercial break. All right. A little compromise here. Yes. Since yes. you're setting me up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to ask our question. Um, companies. It's about companies. Mm-hmm. Companies that have won Best Place to Work Awards. By what percent did these companies outperform the overall market in the S&P 500? Is it A, 50%, B, 70%, C, 100%, or D, over 100%? When we get back, Adele will share the answer, and I will be getting set up with some questions. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Innovate with Adele, a leadership show that teaches you about leading through your heart, especially in the workplace. Before our break, Adele DeMarco shared with us this week's trivia question. Um, before we get to that, I just want to remind our listeners that if you're interested in having Adele for your next speaking engagement or team building meeting, you can visit Yenovate, that's with the letter Y, Yenovate.com, or you can email us at Adele at Yenovate.com. That's one N, Yenovate with one N, by yeah. the way, Y-I-N-O-V-A-T-E.com. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so to our question. Companies that won Best Places to Work Awards, by what percent did those companies outperform the overall market in the S&P 500? Was it A, 50%, B, 70%, C, 100%, or D, over 100%? And the answer is... And the answer is, drum roll, the answer is D, over 100%. Over 100%. Wow. Okay. Right? According to a study by Glassdoor, which I know is a lot more and more companies use Glassdoor, um, companies that won the Best Places to Work Award overall significantly outperformed the overall market in the S&P 500 by 115.6%. Wow. 115.6%. In contrast... A portfolio of 30 companies with the lowest employee satisfaction significantly under underperformed the overall market by 29.5%. Oh, wow. Right? So what does that just tell us? Yeah, right? like, yeah. So what does that mean? As it sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo language. Essentially that there is a high, high correlate. When you create a great work environment. Yes everybody wins mm-hmm. right your your whole production so we're talking about this is an example of companies that are you know publicly traded they're on the stock market they're being mm-hmm. traded on the stock market and there is a correlate between companies that create awesome environments to work in mm-hmm. and their overall stock performance yeah. right and there was even a little bit more research just to share this was on business units so not just companies at large but really studying Engagement. Now, engagement is a term that's used to look at how much, you know, it's a popular term in the HR world for business leaders out there who are listening. They know this term engagement. It's something that's being looked at and evaluated and thought about all the time. So highly engaged business units, so teams right inside or business units, have 41% less absenteeism and almost 20% more productivity. Wow. And then here's this is so interesting. Even if you're an organization that has a high turnover rate, and there are a lot of them that are out there, some of it's just related to the industry and the wage structure, right? Highly engaged business units within those high turnover experience 24% less turnover. So it's like a buffer, a really highly engaged team inside a high turnover company. It becomes a buffer for the turnover. And that was a study by Gallup. Wow. Right. So, I mean, here's the thing in some right. A a positive workplace in general is more successful over time. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because it increases positive emotions and well-being. And this in turn improves people's relationships with each other. And it amplifies their ability to be their ability in general and their creativity. Right. And it in a positive work environment, it's a buffer against 
the stress overall that can sometimes be associated with work, depending on the work environment that you're in. But I mean, stress overall is something that everyone's dealing with, right? And a positive work environment attracts employees. It helps attract and retain people, right? It makes them more loyal to the organization, to their leader, and it brings out their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just another point of like emphasizing the benefit. Yeah, and as a business owner, I mean, creating a positive environment which makes it a better life for you personally as right. a leader, and then your employees are happy, and then you're you're it's more lucrative because people you're save, making right. more money, you're saving more money. I mean, you're right. It's, it's culture is everything. Culture is everything. That's why they say even in the military, culture eats strategy for lunch oh. every day. In fact, I've even heard it's been up leveled and they now say culture eats strategy for breakfast every day. <laughs> That's an up level. That is an up level. They're like, hey, it's even like a bigger really deal. Serious. Like you're really not going to get past the breakfast <laughs> with any strategy if you don't have a good vibe. So... Okay, so let's bring this back. So we're focusing on genius and, and bringing this back to the individual level. We talked about the, the, the work environment, a positive work, work environment. But now what, is that, what about supporting individual people or even you as a leader to tapping into your genius specifically? So I've got these four questions. I'm, I'm bringing it back to um, our buddy who I've mentioned before, Gay Hendricks, and his book. And he, he's a writer. He's a coach. He was originally a therapist. He's a Stanford grad, and he coached a lot of very high-end executives in the Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he even coached Michael Dell of Mm -hmm. Dell Computers. What was the name of his book again? The The Big Leap. The Big Leap. L-E-A-P. Yeah. The Big Leap. So we're taking these questions, and in The Big Leap, he specifically talks about genius, right? And so I want to see, Myra, you said yes to being willing. We're going to use the four questions that Gay Hendricks shares in his book the big leap of how do we access our genius right and we may i don't think we're going to get to all of them today but we can at least start with the first one okay if you would be so willing right so the first question to help us access our genius is to ask ourselves what is it what do i most love to do mm-hmm. i and to help you think about that. I love it so much that I can do it for long stretches of time without getting tired or bored. What do I most love to do? I can do it for long stretches of time without getting tired or bored. And maybe even gives you energy. Right. So what would that be for you, Ms. Rosario? (laughs) You know, I I love the first thing that came to me is that I really love helping people and being there with people. And for me because I'm naturally a businesswoman that I love brainstorming ideas. It doesn't feel like work to me. Wow. You know. Now the whole long stretches of time. Now, you know, I, I would like a little break here or there, but it's so natural. It doesn't feel like work to me. So I, I would have to say um, helping. Well, but let's let me help you even drill down a yeah. little bit more. Right. Because this mm-hmm. question is very similar to the question we asked many episodes ago yeah. that I use with Yinnovate about accessing your purpose. You're right. I, so I, I was, see. I'm, I'm curious because they sound like the same. Right. But yeah. but. 
and I think the yeah the question with purpose I think is, can draw drill down even more, which is what is it that you know how to do that nobody ever taught, taught you, you do, right? right? So if you put those two together, what is it that you do that no one ever taught you how to do? You just and you couldn't even explain it to someone else, and you love doing this. What would that be? Weaving people together, weaving ideas together. Nice. Yeah. Weaving people and ideas together. What about your media and video production work too? I, <clears throat> I love building teams. I love building a team and watching the creative process of I, collective ideas coming together. Awesome. Yeah. Because I would say any any product that I've ever created or any client that I'm working on, it's always been a collective of minds. And I think because I have this natural ability to gather people together, like, hey, guys, you know, this person had a really great idea. Like, we can build it. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I it, it goes together. I, I mean, do you see it? Yeah. That way? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because media requires you to build, uh, there always requires a team. It always requires a team, yeah. But to get people's ideas together and put it and make one product. Right, to integrate. That's to the word integrate. that comes up with, for me is to integrate yeah. the, the concepts to, mm-hmm. into that oneness. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, of course, we have three more questions, <laughs> but as happens often with our show, Leading Through Your Heart, um, we bump up against the clock. So I know that we are out of time, although, well. Well, I do want to t- share, share with our listeners that you can find this episode and previous episodes on whkradio.com and uh, the podcast. You can also find us on Spotify. You can Yay. always wa- watch our fun behind the scenes on our Facebook page at Yinnovate. And if you're a leader or business owner who is interested in leading from your genius and or in helping your company be the, an expression of its genius, Adele is an excellent resource for you and your team to achieve the success you desire. You can start by applying for a strategy session with Adele by texting Yinovate. That's with the letter Y. It's spelled Y-I-N-O-V-A-T-E at 216 216- Nine zero five one one nine nine. Again, that's two one six nine zero five one one nine nine. And you can find again find this episode on Spotify. Sure. If you'd love for your team or organization to learn more about the science of leading through your heart, book Adele for your next event and team meeting. Go to innovate.com. Thank you, Myra, and thank you, thank you, our listeners for being with us again. Have a wonderful week. And remember, your heart is your most powerful engine for change. Bye for now. Bye.